0: are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a April 6th. Friday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, writer and editor at LeBron Wire, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and your host here of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On podcast network. Welcome back to the show. It is Friday. Happy Friday to everybody who is doing the 9-to-5 and happy Friday, even if, you, you know, you're working on the weekend. People people like to go out on Fridays, and uh, hope, hopefully it's a good one. Maybe you get a nice pizza. You know, that, that's what that's what we do around here. Friday well, Friday's always pizza day, so. Uh, but we are here to talk Blazers, and we're going to celebrate for a second before we uh, get into the nitty-gritty and the real important stuff. Uh, Which there actually is a lot uh, that happened that unfolded after the game last night that is important for the Blazers moving forward. But kind of give a shout out to the guys last night Papa Giannis, Swanigan, Jake Lehman, Pat Connaughton, Wade Baldwin. That crew nearly brought the Blazers back from 17 down with under four minutes left. Portland loses 96-94, but they made an incredible 17-0 run to tie the game with six seconds left. And Chris Paul made an excellent lay-in. It was well defended. It was tough, but he made it. And the Rockets win the game 96-94, but uh, it was... Pretty incredible stuff to watch in the last couple of minutes. I was already watching the, the Wizards and Cavs game. Uh, I mean, I was w- exclusively at that point. I was watching both. But uh, then, you know, I, I saw the, the score got down to five. And I'm like, oh boy, what's going on? And so I I, I, I see what's going on. I see Swanigan hit a three to cut it to six. Uh, then then they're down by six. Then they get another stop. They score. I mean, it was, it was just this perfect storm of holy shit what is going on and uh that was so much fun to watch and uh Aaron Mesh the news editor from the Willamette Week had a good tweet that I agree I mean that was the best loss I've ever seen I can't I mean the Portland has had in their day you know and in the NBA there's always teams that Teams do this, you know, you come back down from 15 with about four minutes left. That That's, I, you know, I, I've seen a Blazers team do this before and come back and win. Uh, but in terms of a loss and in terms of the guys that were making the comeback, I think that was the best part about it because uh, – One of the ones that comes into my head is is the Blazers down in Charlotte, down by 17 with a bunch of with like four minutes left. They come back and win. Luke Babbitt hit a huge three, but Dame, LaMarcus, and Batum, Aldridge, those, those all those guys were out there. So that wasn't the same. Like they were they were playing with their number ones, and last night Portland was playing with their number threes for the most part. Wade Baldwin. Swanigan, Papa G, Jake Layman. Uh, Lehman had one shot during the run. It was a he like posted up, he backed down P.J. Tucker and shot like a mid-range elbow fadeaway, like he was Dirk, and and just swished it. And I, I when he when he hit that, I was just like, oh, the the Blazers might win this game. I mean, that was so much fun to watch. And then chris paul makes the shot with 0.8 seconds left to put houston up by two terry stotts reinserts cj mccollum into the game who uh had a rough night seven of 24 up to that point and uh he gets a a a pretty decent look at a at a running three-pointer uh but it's a running three-pointer with 0.8 seconds left it did not go in uh came off the side iron and and Portland was unable to win but uh I mean big big ups to the guys who came in last night Connaughton had the game tying layup at 94 after he had a dunk earlier in the game where he dunked the ball fell basically on his chest but got up and kept playing Connaughton Playing through it, and he he was huge during that as well. Uh, the whole the, that whole crew uh, deserves a lot of love, and I, I mean they they've been getting it from from Blazer fans and 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 people who watch that game. But uh, it was pretty funny to see Portland's third stringers put the best team in the league on their heels, a team that with Paul Harden and Capella have lost two games this year. So. Um, it was a tough loss, uh, especially when Portland made it so close at the end. But I think ultimately it was a it was a boost to that group, a boost to the Blazers, and I think uh, also gave them a little bit of more belief that hey, you know this uh, this Rockets team is human. And and I think they probably felt that a little bit when Houston came here and that was a really good game. Damon C.J. didn't have a very good night and they still had a chance to win that game. Uh, In this one, C.J. has a rough night. Nurkic plays well again. Nurkic with 14 and 11 on 7 of 12 shooting. Uh, They they really don't have an answer for him in the post uh, because they're so undersized and, and going after them in the post might be one of the best ways to take advantage of their switchiness, because uh, it, it's hard to get you know good shots if everyone's switching and there's no you're not creating any ripples in the defense. You have to create that breaking action in the defense where there's a recovery, there's a rotation, and things of that nature. And the way Houston does it a lot of times, they're switching, so they're preventing that from even happening. So going into Nurkic in the post to kind of create those ripple effects... On the defense, I think is a good strategy, especially if Nurkic can make the shots. That is the biggest key to punishing small ball. Is you can't just punish small ball by going to the post. You have to punish small ball by going to the post and getting buckets. And that is one of the things that everyone runs into against the Warriors. Nobody's able to score against Draymond Green in the post, or at least hasn't been able to in the past. And uh, you know th- that's a strategy that if you're going to play against a team that's playing small and you're going to go big, you have to be the Best at the big man things. And Nurkic uh, showed once again that he can score against the Rockets even in a tough game. Uh, The the Rockets jumped out to a 19 point lead in the first quarter, and and Portland worked their way back. They worked their way back in the third quarter as well. It wasn't just the fourth quarter that uh, got Portland back in it, but, uh, they, they got it down to around 10 and then it went back up to 17. And then that's when Stotts called it off. And then Stotts throw, it, it was really a Popovich move to just go with the bench guys at that point and, uh, let it ride. And he kept them in there for the, for, you know, that whole mo- for just to keep the flow going and the momentum going. And it almost worked. It almost did. And, and and major, major credit to those guys. Uh, you know, this is game uh, 79, 78. Yeah, because they got eighty, eighty one, eighty two left. So that was game 79 last night. And uh, we're probably not going to get uh, more opportunities to talk about Jake Lehman, Papa G, Wade Baldwin. Maybe Wade Baldwin. I don't know. Maybe Wade Baldwin will play in the playoffs. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um, And, well, Connaughton, he will play. But, like, Papa G, Swanigan, Lehman, those guys, I mean, those guys, and Baldwin as well. I think all those guys deserve a lot of credit. But Baldwin saw a lot of time on Harden during the game. Granted, Dame did not play, but uh, it does kind of beg the question if these two teams play, you know, could the the Blazers go, you know, super small at times? Could Baldwin play a a defensive kind of stopper role? uh, And, he has shot the three decently as well as a blazer. So if nothing else, it could give Portland another three and D option. And I think definitely what we can count on for Wade Baldwin is that's going to be a guy that Portland's definitely going to uh, try and and bring back. I think uh, in the regulars in next year when Shabazz Napier will probably, I mean, Shabazz Napier is in line to have a pretty solid payday uh, at, to be a back a, a backup somewhere. So, um, really great moment last night from the the Blazers bench, and uh, Dame was excited on the bench. Uh, you could see the guys getting really excited about it, and you know, big a lot of credit goes to them. That, that I mean, all the credit goes to them for making last night watchable. Obviously, you know the the rest of the guys that were out there definitely tried to make it a game. Uh, tough nights for Zach Collins. Tough nights for Aminu. Aminu didn't hit any threes. Uh. So that that's going to happen. I mean, I, I don't think anybody had any big expectations going into this game without Dame. But uh, the good news is that after the game, uh, Damian Lillard told Jason Quick of NBC Sports Northwest that he intends to play against the Spurs on Saturday. And uh, it was good that when the... Blazers traveled from Dallas to Houston. That Dame, I, there were pictures of Dame walking around. He was not walking in a walking boot. And usually, when someone messes up their ankle like that, they can be walking around in a walking boot for for a day or two. And uh, that Dame didn't have to be doing that. That the training staff didn't make him do that uh, it, it is is really good. I, I think back to in the preseason when LeBron James hurt his ankle in training camp and he was in a walking boot for a week, you know? I mean, so this is, uh, you know, it's good. And, and I, I believe Dane, when he says that his ankle is feeling better, I believe him when he says that, uh, he's not pushing himself. And, and I know that, uh, the the tendency now, especially with how much we know in the NBA about rest and playing through injury and all that stuff, um, you know, I, I think we got to trust Dame at this point that he knows what he's doing. Granted, he's a tough guy, he plays through injury, but at this stage of the season, nobody is 100% healthy. Nobody is going to be feeling like they don't have a nagging injury. Nobody is at that level. They're just not. There's no way at this stage of the year if you're an NBA guy, that you're feeling 100%. So you're always going to have some kind of nagging thing there, and the good news is that Dame says his ankle feels way better. He did not play in this game, but he will play, according to him, against the Spurs on Saturday in another big game because Portland still has not clinched that third seed, and the Jazz beat the Clippers last night, so now Portland's, lead for that third seed is down to two games with three to go and the last one is at home against that same jazz team that's chasing them so uh there there is a possibility here where the jazz could move up to the third seed so uh we're going to talk about the rest of the nba last night we're going to talk about some other news regarding the blazers and injuries and it's more like good news so we're going to talk about that in a second so, uh, Portland heading to San Antonio for a, a big game. Also in the standings uh, for for the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs have not clinched their playoff spot yet, and they probably want to at least keep themselves with a the chance of getting the four seat, even though they probably will not get it, seeing as how Utah and Portland are playing as of late. Uh, but. San Antonio uh, is going to be a big game on Saturday. They need that one. They've been playing a little bit better. They had a good win against the the Rockets, but they have lost two straight since then. So Saturday's game is going to be even bigger for them uh, against Portland. And it it will be a tough matchup for them because it it could be a potential first-round preview. And that's going to be really exciting to watch because – you know, both of these teams could play each other, and it also will be interesting in the sense that I don't think either team is really going to show any type of strategy uh, or tip any type of strategy. Uh, Greg Popovich has done that before in the regular season and has probably and, and probably regretted it a little bit uh, against the Warriors last year. He kind of threw uh, through some different light, some different. Str- Coverages at Stephen Curry, and I, I would suspect that he'll probably throw a lot of those same Steph coverages at Dame, but he may not want to tip his cap, especially if Portland is going to play San Antonio in the first round, and uh, the, especially without Kawhi Leonard, uh, the strategy from Popovich is one of the only way is one of the ways that that the the Spurs can kind of make up some ground that they lose without having Kawhi, because um, I think it was if they had Leonard, they would definitely have the best player in the series. Now uh, I I think Dame is, is probably the most dominant player in the series, given the way he shoots, the way he can take over games at the guard spot. And, and as great as LaMarcus is, uh, the fact of the matter is, is it, it's just harder for big men to take over the game in the NBA. It, it, they need the ball. They need someone to get them the ball. And, uh, not that the, the the Spurs have bad guards. They have pretty decent guards. But uh, I, I do think that if it was Portland against San Antonio, Portland would definitely have the best player in the series. And then also the third best player in the series in CJ McCollum. So uh, that is uh, going to be a really interesting matchup. Potentially useful for a scout, but also potentially not depending on uh, the kind of strategies and schemes that Popovich and Stantz decide to throw out there. Uh, keep in mind the Portland may not want to show some coverages that they may throw at LaMarcus. Uh, they may not want to throw some lineups that they might want to throw out there at LA to, to slow him down because that's going to be the the main focus of, of Portland's defensive attack uh, when it comes to playing San Antonio, if they do. So uh, really, really interesting stuff on Saturday night against the Spurs, but uh, quick look at the standings. As I mentioned, Utah is two games back after beating the Clippers last night. It was a pretty big, big win. It was a beatdown by the Jazz over the Clippers, and the Clippers' playoff chances are looking pretty, pretty grim, looking like they will probably get eliminated from the postseason here uh, if they don't win their next three games. Uh, they're currently two games out of the eight seed in the Western Conference, but uh, they, they're only three games left. So uh, that's that's not the best place to be in if you are the Clippers. Uh, and so the other big news, though, uh, not related to the standings, is that Portland could also get another key member of their team back on this road trip, which still has two games left. Uh, and And that is... They could get Ed Davis back on the road trip, according to Jason Quick. Davis told uh, Quick that he intends to join the Blazers on the trip. Unclear uh, what game he will join them on, uh, which game he will join them on, excuse me. Whether it will be Saturday in San Antonio or Denver on Monday, Which is another the 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 final game of the road trip in a game that Denver will almost certainly need, especially after they kept their playoff hopes alive last night by beating the Timberwolves to bring them down a notch. And now the Timberwolves uh, are in danger of missing the postseason as well uh, at 44 and 35. Uh, Very very uh, big stuff. Uh, going on in the Western Conference, it it, it it's obviously you know m- maybe none of these none of these teams aren't going none of these teams are going to make a deep run, but it's still fun. It's still uh, interesting, in my opinion, to see these teams battle it out, and it makes all these uh, early April games that we get to the end of the season basically serve as elimination games. So uh, th- this is a great time to be a basketball fan. If you missed March Madness, I think. Uh, tuning into some of these NBA games where everyone is fighting for their playoff lives, fighting to to, to get in and extend their season, get that playoff bonus, all that stuff. I mean, it, it, it's really, really big time right now for all these teams. And tomorrow is going to be an even bigger day uh, for the NBA and the Blazers. So we're going to talk about all the games tomorrow, but Ed Davis could rejoin the team on the road trip could be tomorrow could be on monday in denver but uh portland playing san antonio definitely going to get dame back and we're going to talk about that and the rest of the games that will impact portland's standings and who they could potentially play in the first round in a second so uh, as i mentioned saturday big big day uh in the nba and it's going to start early uh, well, early, it's, it's going to start relatively early for us. Yeah, 12-30, big, big game in the Western Conference if you're interested in elimination-style type games. Clippers versus Denver on Saturday. As I mentioned, the Clippers just lost yesterday to the Jazz, hurting their chances, but they have another chance against the Denver Nuggets, and they'll be at home, and if they can beat Denver... That would bring Denver down, but then they would also need Minnesota to lose again. and And Minnesota's schedule looks like it's going to get a little bit easier here in the next couple of days, but uh, they do have a tough game tonight in Los Angeles. So uh, that, that that's another game that will impact the standings in the Western Conference. So. But tomorrow, it's going to start at 12.30, NBA TV, Denver versus L.A., Clippers. Uh, Clippers, if they lose that one, they're eliminated from the postseason. Another big game in the Western Conference, it's the ABC game at 5.30, Oklahoma City against the Rockets. Houston, again, trying to keep their rhythm. Uh, will probably keep their guys out there. And then the Thunder, another team that Portland could potentially play in the first round, and if the playoffs started today, would be Portland's opponent in the first round, uh, have a big game for themselves if they want to avoid playing Golden State or uh, Houston in the first round because they're they're in real danger of, of slipping potentially out of the playoffs. I mean, that is still feasible. I mean, no other team other than Portland, golden state, and the Rockets have clinched a playoff spot. So uh, there, a lot of these teams are still in danger of missing the playoffs, Uh, San Antonio, Oklahoma city, new Orleans, Minnesota, all these teams that are currently in the playoff picture, they could potentially also be out of the playoff picture by the end of the season. So the Oklahoma City Houston game is huge for Oklahoma City. Could affect who Portland plays in the first round. If they lose, that could also perhaps open a door for New Orleans to move up. They have a big game against Golden State on Saturday night as well at 5.30. That that 5.30 to 6 hour is going to be big for the Western Conference because at 6 o'clock, then that's Portland at San Antonio. They're going to get Dame back, but we'll see if if that will be enough to get them a win against a, a solid San Antonio team. I mean, they're not the the championship contenders that we're used to them being, but uh, they are still a very good team and a very tough team, especially at home. So uh, Portland at San Antonio is the nightcap on Saturday, but those are some big, big games on the horizon. So get ready for those this weekend. Maybe watch the Minnesota-LA game tonight and – Keep it locked here on Locked On Blazers. We'll we'll have some content for you. We're going to have playoff preview stuff coming up next week. So uh, get excited. Uh, I'm sure you are if you're a basketball fan already getting excited about the playoffs just like I am. So uh, until next time, keep it locked, subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and until next.